This is the Connecting B2C podcast with your host, Bennett, and me, your co-host, Alex Acuff. And today we have a super special guest, a good friend of ours. Uh, we cannot wait for you guys to meet him, learn about him, and what he's got to offer and contribute to our community here. Uh, so today our guest is Nick Quay. Uh, Nick, thank you so much, number one, for coming on the podcast today. And, uh, you know, we, we just want to start off, you know, tell us a little bit uh, about who you are, where you're at, and uh, what you exactly do in the real estate business. Well, first off, thank you so much for inviting me on. You know, I think you guys are absolutely amazing, and I'm so excited for what you're doing with your series, and it's an honor to be a piece of it. Thank you. So, you know, I've, I've been in real estate for, this is my 12th year, and I started off working for a pretty good-sized indie brokerage down here, just at the you know, like in the middle of the boom in Miami, and my specialty was pre-construction and new construction products. And because of my background and the languages I speak, I started these Central and South American marketing programs. So I started off that way and then kind of shifted into more luxury. Uh, I hoped to open a luxury office with one of the top 100 in the world at one point. And then that company got bought out by Prudential, back to the other company, and then started my own. So I was a partner in a firm for a couple of years, loved it, learned a lot. And then I had an opportunity about a year and a half ago to go with Coldwell Banker. And it's been amazing for me. You know, I took away all my stress. I have a lot more time to really give that high-end, high-touch service that I'm specialized in and that I love to do to my clients. It allows me to travel and see them. It allows me to spend more time on creative things like my, you know, 3D virtual tours, 360 immersive videos, and so forth. Very cool. Very cool. Bennett, tell us where you're at, number one. You're always in an exciting place. For me? Yeah. I'm in uh, Sandestin, Florida, here on the Emerald Coast. Uh, there you go. are. Yeah, man. I'm sorry, You're baby. in Florida. I'm in Miami. <laughs> I don't understand why you didn't come down. Why don't we do this in person? I know. Uh, we, will, we will soon. But uh, just for everybody's knowledge. Uh, but really quick, I, I have a couple of special guests here. So I'm out here on Lincoln Road, and this, this is pretty typical where – what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I got the uh, – I got the idiot in chief and the emperor himself right behind me here. Awesome. Gotta love Lincoln Road. <laughs> Lincoln Road. So, <laughs> my office is right on Lincoln Road. We're in the heart of South Beach, which, cool. you know, our client base here is 80% for nationals. In fact, a lot of South Beach is up to 90% for nationals. This is the perfect place to park your money and keep it safe. <laughs> Very cool. So, so Nick, you, um, you tell us a little bit about your history. Are you from, are you from the area, from Miami? No, I'm not. Uh, I grew up in a military government family. I was born in New Jersey, and I was raised in the Washington, D.C. area. Cool. And then I've been in Miami now for 16 years, so I've lived here longer than everywhere else. And before Miami, I lived in Brazil for a while nice. and uh, lived in the Gulf Coast of Florida as well on a little island. So nice. Miami, man, we got warm water all year round. Look at this weather. I'm sweating. You know, people are shoveling snow. It's hard to complain about it. So it, sound, it sounds like you've seen a lot, a lot of real estate kind of around the world, man. Um, you know, I, I think it's awesome. I think, I think it looks like, you know, you personally, you look like you have a shit ton of personality. Um, and I think that's great for this industry. And, and I, I can definitely see your personality as to why you're so successful. Um, Thank you. But uh, we, tell our audience a little bit, you know, as to, you know, what led you into the real estate market? 
uh, into actually doing real estate. I know you've uh, done a couple different things. I believe you're a gourmet chef, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I'll tell you the short version. <laughs> yeah, just short. Um, so I was a chef for a long time. That's still my passion. Mm. I'm always going to consider myself a chef. 12 years ago, I started having some health issues, uh, unexplainable. And long story short, I found a blessing in it. I found that I could uh, work in an industry like real estate where I had a more flexible schedule. So if I had to deal with medical stuff, the industry doesn't care about that. As long as I'm servicing my clients when they need me, it was fine. I could work with the team. And if I had stuff to deal with personally, someone else could help. So that's what put me into it. And cool. really quickly, I found that all of my high-touch, high-level Ritz-Carlton style service from the hospitality industry was something that was missing in real estate. So I started applying the same philosophies that I had working in high-end hotels and you know being an executive chef or a partner at a restaurant to my clients. And it worked out really well. And that's it. I've just kept it going for the entire time. Nice, nice. You seem like to be a master of adaption. So you know, you know multiple yeah. languages. You've seen tons of real estate around the world. You use that cultural aspect along with your education in culinary. And uh, it seems like you've really kind of taken that to a whole new level, like integrating it, sandwiching it for a food reference into the, into this business. So uh, I, I know Ben has got a few questions as well. Talk a little bit about how you do We'll figure well, it out. We'll cut. The, we'll cut. The well, how about later. I just say about myself? <laughs> All right. So, yeah. what I'm going to pretend the question was is, Nick, you have this unique character, and you don't seem to hide anything, and you've managed to integrate your personal passions into your business. Does yeah. that sound good? Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you know, that was one of the so things that I that I was really able to do even more when I came to Coldwell, and the reason is because instead of managing. 15 people's big crew I was able to focus like I said back, back on other things that were important to me customer service being number one how can I you know give this high touch to people be there for them go to the go to the birthdays go to the bar mitzvahs and all this and one of the things that I was able to do that I still do is I love to cook at people's open houses so I cook there uh, for the housewarming parties a couple times a week I cook a dinner whether it's at my house or another friend's house or anyone that has a big kitchen that's really who I am. And the other thing that I've done is I've integrated one of my other passions, which is paddleboarding. Uh, I'm an elite level paddleboard racer and endurance athlete. So I've now taken that and fully integrated it into my business. And let me tell you, when you're driving around a neighborhood and you see my sign, and I'll see if I can send you the picture here, have it in my pocket, with my little baby Mia there. So when you drive around a neighborhood and you see this in a waterfront neighborhood, you know it's me. I'm telling you. And it's legit. I'm in a bow tie and a suit with my puppy and a life jacket on a paddleboard because that's how I roll. That's what I love to do. It's my passion. So in love with the water, the dolphins, the manatees, the whole thing. And I've made that part of my business. I paddleboard around the neighborhoods. Uh, I was in an article last year by this wonderful woman that wrote this piece for Inman. And they called me the um, Ritz Carlton Service Dock Knocking Realtor. <laughs> so I kind of coined that. So that's what I do, you know. And I made a part of my life. I volunteer. I'm a Special Olympics coach. So we actually, our new season is starting in a few weeks. And I cool. coach Special Olympics paddleboarding. And I give back to the community. And I'm active in my, in my church and try to get active on city council. And it's important, you know. And I think what separates me is that I have that passion and it's legit. And, you know, you want to call me on it, great. Come on the paddleboard. I have extra. I'll teach you how to paddle. We'll cook. I, 
I think that's important to be yourself and don't be fake. Yeah. Whether you have the experience or not, having those common interests, because Miami is highly competitive. Everyone's a damn realtor, 10%, right? So people being able to communicate and have that connection, emotional connection and bond with me, it's huge. So that's what I did, and it's working out really well. Nice, nice, nice. And so um, tell me a little bit about – I'll give a spotlight to Cobalt Banker because that's, that's actually the company I, I started with in Atlanta – uh, but tell me a little bit, you know, how, how is Coldwell Banker oh, kind, of, awesome. kind of really helped your, help you build your brand and lifestyle? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the unique things about my office, I work for one of the corporate offices, so I feel like they're a little bit looser on branding there. I mean, yeah. corporate branding is strict. What I, what I mean on loose is that they want us to be ourselves. That was the only reason that I was able to go from being an indie broker owner to working for a multinational, the, the biggest in the world with Realogy, uh, nice. because they, they see the importance in me. My clients don't work with me because of Cobalt Banker. They work with me because they want Nick Tiger Quay. They want my service, my expertise, my knowledge, and my attention and my time. Building, they're really good at um, she actually brought me into the company and uh, her I got a man broker and if that makes a difference uh, my office is one of the top producing in the country the number one team in the country is in my office some of the top agents in South Florida are in my office so being around that caliber I mean we're talking about five six seven eight hundred million dollars a year in sales perps for some of these teams it, it blows my mind so being around that all that does is shows me that I can do it too, you know, and yeah. it, it, it's, it's beautiful, man. Just having that and being able to sit down and have a conversation about marketing ideas off each other. It's a lot so, of power in that. So Nick, Nick, let's, uh, let's, let's change gears a little bit. Um, I think one thing we did not cover that we usually cover right after that is, is Bennett's connecting point with you. And so I, I, I want to say if this is correct, cause I think Bennett's sound is a little bad today, but, uh, your connecting point with Bennett was at Inman. Is that correct? Is that correct? So, so you, you met us at, at Inman and you spoke and uh, about two years ago, it was like two years ago you met him and uh, you know, tell us a little bit about not just your real estate community there, but let's talk a little bit more on a higher level and about what you're doing for the real estate industry as a whole and how you're offering, speaking, talking about technology. We'd love to just, uh, I'd really love for you to disperse that information about, um, to our crowd. Sure. Well, you know, being a part of an organization like Inman is just such an amazing honor. It was always one of my favorite journals and, and magazines, and that's always where I looked for tech and new marketing concepts. Whatever was going on in the industry, Brad Inman and his crew have always been amazing. So. Um, to me, it's really important to give back. You know, the same people that I've always looked up to, I think I introduced you guys to Jeff Lobb and a few other people. Yeah. Um, those kind of people really changed my life, you know, and when you're able to follow people like that, it makes a really big difference in your career. And I just want to be able to do the same. And not, now that I've been able to get on a higher platform where I have the ability to help others, and I think it's big. I mean, you know, 3D virtual tours, they're not that cheap. They're affordable. I think you guys saw Brad and I playing with 360 cameras in Times Square in New York. <laughs> There's all these things that are there. But the tech alone, the most interesting part isn't even that. That's just how do you get comfortable with it? How do we change our path? How do we help our clients more? Well, 
there's security aspects and other things where your time per dollar return can be so much better if you integrate these technologies properly. So that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to teach others what I've done in my business and what I've helped other people do locally and show them how we can make our sellers' lives safer, less interference in their life. If they have babies, they have fancy art. I use 3D tours to get clients from all over the world into my listings 24 hours a day. And 360 video is a fun way. So it's a talking video and you can look around and you can be in there. And uh, that's what it's all about, man, is just take a technology, pushing it. And I think if you're the one that's learning something new, when you become the expert, I think it's important to share and give back because I don't care if anyone in my local market steals from me anymore. And and they are. And it happens. Um, But you know what? They're not me, man. And they're never going to be me. You know, they're chasing me, trying to be me. I'm going to be on five things ahead of them. So, right, right. Get back. Right. So, let's let pick up. Can I hear you, Bennett? Can you hear me? Yeah, Bennett. Bennett Bennett is back. Who's in it to win? Bennett's Bennett's back. So, Nick, Nick, real quick. On your on your uh, your little question about that, I mean your your answer about um, people stealing with what you do, I've noticed I've had a lot of that going on because I'm I'm very much like you. I love technology and how we use it, uh, and you know it, it's funny because everyone's like, oh my god, they stole what you're doing. Well, you know what? It doesn't really matter because moving forward, it's you're you're on to the next thing. But anyways, Bennett, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just gonna That's say. Exactly I mean, Nick, uh, you really seem that you're comfortable in front of the camera. Um, I think that's a big thing for a lot of agents um, that struggle sure. with it. But you just got to – how do you break into video? How, how, what would your recommendation be yeah. for other agents that want to sure. just break the ice? Well, you know, there's a couple things you could do. Uh, one thing is Facebook Live. You can set it when, – when you go to turn on your Facebook Live or schedule it, you can choose if it's private or not. You can choose if it's public. I, I did a public one today, and I got four leads out of it within an hour – from doing a public Facebook Live because all their all the people that are watching and commenting, their friends see it. It's about it. Let me, so Facebook Live, if you want to do it, engage. Anyone that puts a heart or a smiley face, say their name. People love to hear their name on Facebook Live or on TV. So give them that, right? Yeah. That's Absolutely. one thing you can do. The other the other thing is turn your damn camera on. I don't care if it's horrible. Practice like the way I'm speaking, not saying mm, uh, mm, and just focus. <laughs> It's true. Focus on your words and pause instead of um, 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 take a breath. Practice. Turn on your camera and do it. But give yourself the pressure of Facebook Live, even if it's private. Maybe it's you and your mother, you and your boyfriend, you and your girlfriend. I don't care. Add one of these two guys or add me. I'll do it with you. The point is practice. And you're only going to get good by doing it. That's right. Just to go back real quick on when I got cut off earlier. And sorry about the audio, guys. Um, what I was asking is, is, and you hit on it, and you guys kind of read off what I was saying, is just that you you are you, you're nobody else, and you're comfortable doing that. And I think that's probably paid dividends. And uh, ultimately, you're selling a lifestyle down there uh, more than anything. So what is, it, what, what is it about different marketplaces that agents can utilize uh, just from being where they are to implement that into their business? Sure. Well, you know, one of the things that I did early on was I I learned that I had to become the local expert. That doesn't mean I have to know everything about everything. In fact, nobody would believe you if you said you did. So if there's 10 buildings in your neighborhood that you want to farm and there's a dog park around it, you should be at that dog park a few times a week 
talking to people. You need to know where the best dry cleaner is. You need to know where the sushi bar is. If there's a restaurant opening, you need to get your butt in there on the opening night and then do a beautiful blog or a video about it the next day and share. You're not the expert if you're not telling anybody. So if no one knows that you have this knowledge, you're nobody to everybody, right? But if you share a little bit, whether it's, you know, you have a cute little dog and you do the dog races or whether it's a paddleboarder or a biker, whatever there is about you that you enjoy, or that can create a connection, focus on one thing, start with that. And local expertise, you know, me, a lot of people, they want to work with someone that lives the lifestyle that they're buying. So you don't have to have a Maserati. You you, you don't have to have a Porsche, but, you know, going to the restaurants, look, they don't need to know that you ordered water and ate a salad at Joe's. They don't need to know that. But knowing that you know where the best restaurant is and, you know, knowing that you know where the best calamari in the town is, those kind of things are important. You know, how much money you spend doesn't matter. What kind of car you drive doesn't matter. Be clean and professional. And I think that's really how you can start breaking in and separating yourself. And on top of that, treat everyone like it's your family. Like, I keep people really close to me. So when I meet a client, they're inviting me to their house for Christmas. They're flying me up. I had a client give me a car for a while. I mean, it's like, <laughs> seriously, the guy, the guy needed a place to park his Aston Martin. I know how to drive stick. That's how I got my first Aston Martin. <laughs> but it, it's because of me having the expertise, and I went out of my way. to. I asked what their favorite foods were for the whole family, and I went out of my way, and any restaurant I hadn't been to, I went in and I ate the dish before they flew in. You know, these are investors, right? So they right. want to be treated just like they would at the Ritz-Carlton. If you're able to provide whatever that means for your neighborhood and for your client base, do it. Whether you're working with farmers, people from Germany, Canada, it doesn't really matter. Find what they need and what their expectation level is and then blow them away and, 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 and do it consistently. Let me follow up on that real quick. So has it always been that way or did it take you some time to realize this is what you need to do and this is how you need to promote yourself? Well, the way I do it now is a bit different. With Facebook Live, this is easy. I mean, I'm walking around right now. In fact, it's a little noisy in my office, so I do have to go back in and plug in my phone before the battery dies. That's why you see me running a little bit. But, you know, I think uh, when I first started off, it was about having local knowledge. My first broker and owner sent me out, and he goes, hey, there's 20 new projects being built. I want you to be the expert at 10 of them within two weeks, and I'll give you leads. I like that. motivation. Yeah. So you know what I did? I learned the buildings, and I said, okay, and everything about the building. And I come back, and he goes, well, where's the dry cleaner? Where's the dog park? Where's the best pizza parlor? Hey, Nancy, how you doing? Great. So, you know, it was more about do you really know the area? You can know your product. No, I love that, man. Uh, we'll, we'll get him we'll back get, on here in a second. Yeah, we'll get him back on in a second. He just cut off a little bit. But, you know, kind of tagging on what he just said, I thought I, I really just feel like he hit a gold mine. Um, working with somebody that pushed him to go out of his comfort zone to learn a little bit to benefit. I'm a, while from you're it. saying that, I'm gonna text him real quick just to say he's good. Yeah, you're good. And uh, yeah, that 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 definitely goes a long ways. You know, um, I got pushed to making sure that you know I was knowing the neighborhoods, door knocking, uh, and so I. I kind of came into it here in Auburn a little bit in the uh, old school way. So, mm-hmm. but I got pushed, you know, I, I, found, I also found a coach who pushed me 
into doing cold calls and stuff like that. So I completely understand what he's saying. And I really felt like we were just getting to the meat of what he does. Yeah. But we're about to bring him back on here. Here he is. Yeah. Sweet. And and that's good. I think this kind of takes us into something else when he comes on here. And Can you hear me? We went, there he is. All right, so this is this is actually a perfect example. I don't know, Nick, if you can hear me or not. This is but the, the joys of being mobile, right? Exactly. But this is a this is a good scenario in which um, it's a good scenario in which like yeah, we can hear you. Okay, we're good. Real estate isn't perfect. Life isn't perfect. You have to no. over you have to overcome little things. I mean, the fact that this whole interview hasn't been just the most flawless thing. He's running out of battery. My audio went out. Alex, you're in a boring looking uh, office. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, so I'm not in Miami. But that's what I'm saying. So, Nick, what is it about overcoming obstacles that agents ought to uh, focus on, man? So, you know, I got to say something, though. This might be one of the most interesting interviews because I think that people watching, I mean, we saw Donald Trump, we saw Kim Jong-un. That doesn't happen very often. No, no, you've definitely sauced it up for us. Thanks. Um, so what was the question again? Because I was thinking no, about just, politics. Just, well, no, just how, how people need to overcome little obstacles. Um, well, it's, it's, yeah. it, life isn't perfect. You know, my, my advice to everybody, you listening and watching right now, yeah. The only person that's actually holding you back in life is you. It's it. You hold yeah. yourself back, not your mom, not your dad, not your boss, not your clients, not your girlfriend, not yeah. that jerk realtor down the street. You do. That's right. That's hard. So having that realization where you have this like big moment and, you know, we all do it. I think any obstacle can be summed up to several things. If you look at it like it's a hurdle, you have to jump over. You might not be able to jump that high the first time. You might have to either lower the hurdle and that's okay. Or you need to train your ass off. Buy that book about jumping. Learn how to jump like a basketball player. Get back out there and do it again. And run, crash, run, crash, run, crash. Eventually, you're going to make it over the hurdle. What you don't know is there's 50 other hurdles to get you around the track. So you want to talk about objections and things you have to get over in your life. Man, it's not just the one, but it's a matter of always getting back up and always being on your feet and always running. And we all struggle with it, and that's okay. But it's a matter of, I think, having that moment within yourself and that deep, deep honesty and knowing that you can do anything you want and you deserve this and going for it, regardless of what your fears are, regardless of being a good speaker, regardless of any of these things. It's like I said, pick up your phone. Put it on Facebook Live and go. You don't have to save it on Facebook Live if you don't want to. But if you don't pick up the phone and you don't try it and you don't run down the track at that hurdle, you'll never jump over. You'll never make the other 50 after it if you don't hit the first one. And that's that's some good advice. And I just finished uh, Dan Smith's book the other day while I was just down here. I, actually, I read it in one one sitting. And towards the end of the book, I mean, he's talking about exactly that. I mean – the best ideas that come to you, the majority of people like put it on the back burner. When those ideas come to you, yeah. nail it down and go for it, man. Because otherwise, you know, it can be lost forever. I mean, yeah, you know, and then the, 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 like there's always decisions that have to be made. Like sometimes I have some crazy ideas, which I'll, sh- I'll show you one here in a second because I have it next to me. And um, but not always the best ideas. But, you know, if it's going to be a distraction from your business or take away from your income, might not be the best time to do it. If you can afford to do it and you can afford to be creative, you can afford to make 
silly mistakes that might not lead anywhere, well, then that's okay. Have fun with it. You know, I think it's a matter of having a good sounding board. Like here, I have a really, that's the reason I'm here. I have a huge uh, availability with corporate. So I have people that are in corporate marketing that do this for a living. Like this is what they're paid to do. And they're able to help me do silly stuff like this. Let's see if I can show you. Yeah, put it, yeah, scoot up just a little bit. There you go, right there. Boom, perfect. So, That's well, perfect. This is a photo that I did for an interview, but you know, getting it all on a sign, getting it correct, it's not that easy by yourself. And I mean, even just getting the right photo, a lot of people take really poor photos. Um, I feel like if you're going to invest in something, invest in photography, you don't have to go crazy. You know, you don't need Howard Austin Phil to shoot your to, to do your headshots. He's great, but the point is professional. You know, whatever that means for you. Like, you know, my, my business card is much different than YouTube's. I love your business cards. No, let me tell you. Business I love your business amazing. card. As soon as, thank you. Well, as soon as I saw his card, I was like, I know where you're from. I can look at the card. He's sitting on a bench and he's very casual. He has a flannel on and might have like brown boots or something. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could dress like that. But I know that for his community, they see that and they connect. And I know it stands up. I know it does. And I think it's, you know, those kind of things are good. If you look at somebody like our like our friend Jerry with North Fork, man, you talk about creating a niche. And those kind of things, they're worth taking a risk on. And it took him a while to get that to really catch. He walks around with this big fork in North Fork. It's amazing. And I think we all have the North Fork in us. And it's a matter of how do we oh, find on that fork, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I know. Yeah. I think, I know. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I got I'm a little charge. I'm going to charge Jerry for that. Well, you can also find the tiger in yourself, but whatever. Yeah. whatever you uh, <laughs> but the, the point is, who are who are you? He's, and we help you get beyond the A. Yeah. So, so you know, he's North Fork, I'm Tiger, but it's not just a nickname. It's my life. It's what I embody. It's who I am and how I am. And if you're able to find that and create that, that's what you should focus on. But don't don't create something that's not natural. It's going to come to you. It's not like I sat down and said, how can I be different? Let me go up with this other nickname. No, right. it wasn't quite that easy. You know, it's one of those things that just kind of happens. And you still have to have that product knowledge. You still have to have the expertise. And you still have to have the ability to service somebody properly. None of those gimmicks, none of those little standouts are going to matter a damn bit if you can't stand up in front of 50 other realtors and be one of the top three that they pick. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Man, that's... That's awesome. That's that's great advice, and uh, I I love that because uh, <laughs> Jerry's gonna love watching this. He's gonna crack up. Uh, love you, Jerry. I, I think we've got such a tight community just from Inman, New York. It's amazing, uh, and the people that yeah. and the people that we meet, and like just a difference in branding and attitude and your outlook on life and how you and how location. you build, how you build your brand, your locations. You know, those are just some huge, huge, awesome, awesome pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, we're also in different markets. And, and like I said, you know, it's funny because I don't hang out with realtors locally. Just us. For a couple <laughs> of years. Well, but yeah, we're out of my market. So but nationally and internationally, I, li- I like a lot of, you know, I, realtors are really good people. We're service oriented. I think it's a very noble industry. You know, if, if you look at it that way, it's something that's very hard to do. And it's also very important. Everyone has to live somewhere. So the fact that we're able to be those, those guides, those mentors, those advisors that are able to take somebody's situation, sum it up, and find them hopefully that perfect home or whatever their situation, we're the problem solver, we're their solution. We're the shoulder they have to cry on. We're the ones that they come to when they have problems. Whatever it is, we can be there for these people. And that that's why I say it's a very noble industry. 
And I feel like sharing with people like you guys that all our markets are different, but we're all kind of the same. We just do things differently, but being able to share and have, have this trust and talk. I mean, a lot of people are going to see the show. Like I said, I'm not worried about my competition because they're still not me. So don't worry about what the next guy is going to do. Worry about what you're doing and do it right now and tomorrow. And I think that's really what matters. And that's what makes kind of the situation so nice. The point where you say like it's a noble profession, because honestly, I think the stereotype when I've, you know, as I've gotten into this, it hasn't always been that positive. It's like, what's the value of a real estate agent? What's the value? You guys make too much money. It's too easy. You're bull. You know, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's different strokes for different folks, but there's, there's, I think if we help each other in this manner, like we're doing now, then all we're doing is, is creating a better industry for each other and making it stronger. And uh, hopefully that that spreads throughout the industry and it becomes one that gets a little bit more respect for what they do and put some value on it. I mean, the, the responsibility is on us. You know, in, in Miami, a lot of people don't like realtors. So I don't typically tell someone that I'm a realtor when I meet them. I mean, it depends on the situation, right? But if I go over to a dinner party and I'm hanging out, even if I'm in the kitchen cooking, I, I let it come up. I'm not going to be like, because a lot of people here, it's like, hey, I'm a realtor. Hey, like, go in your house. Hey, yeah. Oh, I saw you pull up in a Maserati. Is that the new one? I'm like, shut the hell up, man. It's too easy to ask. How's the market? <laughs> but, you know, the, the, and like the other thing that, that helps me stand out is with this. You ask me what I do. I hand you a picture of me on a paddleboard with my dog, right? So this is my card. My information's here. It's it's kind of slick, you know, not too over the top. But everyone goes, oh, wow, you paddleboard. I'm like, yeah, come out. And I'm, I'm already inviting them to cook with me, to have dinner with me, to come to their house, to go paddleboarding, to go sightseeing, whatever, go to the botanical garden and meet, whatever. It, it's those kind of things that break down that barrier of realtors are shady, realtors are jerks, realtors are assholes, they only care about themselves. Well, that might be true for 90-something percent in some markets. But that doesn't have to be us. You don't have to let what other people's their interpretations of the industry define you. That's not fair. We can define who we are, and I think that's another reason that incorporating your personality and your brand, being authentically you, and about that, one of the things that makes a difference is when you're able to be you 200%. So think of the most authentic you and when it's appropriate, open that up. You know, like when you're on a video, I'm using my hands, I'm talking, I'm walking around. Well, there's a big difference in that and someone that's a talking head. Same yeah. thing in real life, having personality and something people can track, facial movements, whatever it is, don't fake it. Just be natural and don't, don't feel like you have to be different in person. You shouldn't have to be different in a networking event. You shouldn't have to go sniff everyone's ass. Who cares? Have a conversation. What do you do for a living? I'm a realtor. Okay. Or hey, I change people's lives. I sell dreams. I'm a matchmaker. Whatever that means to you, own it. And I feel like that's how we can really take this industry to another level and get people to have more, I guess, faith in, in, in the industry as a whole. But it starts with us, man. Cool. Starts with everybody watching. You better not be a jerk. Go out and be good to your clients and be good to your community and prove everyone wrong. <laughs> so Nick, that that's that's awesome, and I uh, I think we're gonna um, I'll, I kind of want to get to this next big question for us as sure. we start to wrap up the show. Uh, I want you to tell us. You know, I know that you like to speak, so tell me Can what tell? is Nick, what is next for Nick Quay, and oh. where do you want to take it? Mm. Yeah. For speaking or what do you mean? A little bit of both. I mean, probably yeah, mostly for speaking because I really feel like that's your your passion is giving back. You guys are part of nonprofits. 
you, you like to speak, you like to look into technology, you love to give, 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 give. So tell me what is next for Nick to give. Well, I guess as far as our industry goes, just bigger platforms. I mean, I, I don't right. know, I guess the only one bigger than speaking at Inman is probably NAR. Cool. I'm not political. I try to stay out of it, to be honest with you. I haven't looked into it too much, but I have some friends that are, you know, broker buddies of mine that have spoken at NAR. You're talking about 10, 20,000 people. Um, that would be pretty neat. And I think cool. just, yeah, being more involved in the industry and constantly reinventing myself so I have something else to talk about. Okay. You know, a, a lot of people, I think, when you're invited, especially someone like Inman, when you give that speech once, that's it. You got one time, one shot, never again. So I think it's always improving and always reinventing yourself or, you know, having different expertise. You know, you're in the industry for a long time, usually. So I think that finding new waves, finding new trends, things that I can share. Uh, maybe I can talk about motivating new ages or I can talk about branding. The, yeah. the opportunities of me are pretty endless because I'm really creative and I just, I love to share and talk, obviously. Um, I think where would be, you know, bigger stages, uh, maybe even, I, I am doing a lot of cross industry things. So I speak a lot in the technology industry about 3D, about AR, VR. I'm actually working on an augmented and virtual reality project locally right now. Cool. Um, yeah, and I, I've done competitions where we did the, um, we were doing a sea level rise hackathon and we were the runner up. So if we would have got first place, we would have had to go to California to Ames and work with NASA for the summer last year. So I was really happy that we got the first runner up because I, I didn't, I didn't want to have to leave my business for three months. But the point is, I think that just, you know, for me is seeing what's out there. Um, I'd love to be on TV or do something with the show. And I just, it's so exciting for me. And then that's where you turn it up. I mean, you're like 200%, 200%. And, uh, you know, my wildest days would be really entertaining for a lot of people, whether it's, you know, in, in business or the Miami lifestyle and, that would be really cool. So I think, you know, that might be an option. So if you're watching and you're a producer or you're looking for some people, I got some talent on Miami, baby. All right. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're going to get we're going to get to that definitely here. Um, you know, we really appreciate you coming on today, Nick, sure. and really just, you know, we love how you are sharing your passion and sharing your brand and just being such an open book for our audience. And, you know, uh, we like to ask everybody that comes on. Do you have a, I would ask you for a book recommendation. You're more than welcome to give a book recommendation. If there's a book that you just love that really kind of changed your life or you're a tech guy. I would love for you to tell me about a tech a, recommendation. A tech recommendation. Mm -hmm. I got your two pick. for you. Your so pick or both. Let's do it. Your pick or both. All right. So for the book, um, Jab, Jab, Right Hook. Ah, uh, Gary. So yeah, I like him. You know, his new book's pretty good too. Yeah, um, writing that down. I'm going to tell you why you have to read it. But if you're if you're one of those people that are watching this going, how can I be a good speaker like these guys? How can I be better on social media? How can I get a following? Read Jab, Jab, Right Hook. My only advice when you read the book, pick one social media source. Right. One. Learn it. Be the expert and then move on. Don't try 100%. to do all seven or eight or whatever. Uh, my second piece of advice, if you want to know tech stuff, I would say that you got to get Ooh. yourself. Ooh, look at those. Those are hot. <laughs> and, you know, virtual reality is a lot of fun because what you're able to do with it is you're, you're able to bring people. How's that look? Are Dude, you look amazing. You look, like a 19, wow. you look like a 1980s robot. Yeah. So hey, if, you, you know, if you walked out in eastern Kentucky, some guy would probably come up to you and be like, man, those are some fancy looking ski goggles. <laughs> um, you know, em embracing virtual reality, I think, is a big deal because 
It's very cheap to get into. Uh, this is a Samsung device, which I use. I love Samsung. I think Hello. finding your niche, whether you're, if you're comfortable with, with this, 24 hours a day, buyers from all over the world who come into my listings. 24 hours a day. So why would Especially I Especially in a market like yours where you have that much of an international and crowd. So that's, that's, that's exactly the thing, Bennett, is that not everyone has my same situation. So uh, maybe you're in a military neighborhood. I'm actually going to Charleston soon. A lot of military. Uh, one of our good friends is in Southern Virginia, and she is number one in the state right now for sales because she uses technologies and she utilizes social media to reach out to military people that are relocating. A lot of military bases in Southern Virginia around Newport News. So I think it's understanding the market and, and, and you know like what makes sense. If you're in a place like, I don't know, like I, I just closed a deal uh, a week and a half ago with one of our brothers over there in Tallahassee. It was one of my clients from Maryland, funny enough. But the 3D might not apply so much there. It's a sales point to get a listing. However, I think really finding a buyer is different because when you're in a neighborhood that's all single family homes and predominantly, you know, residents, like 99% owners, uh, you know, primary residents, these kind of things might not apply. When you're in a market like mine, you have to be not only different, you have to stand up and you have to find the buyers. And when you know that your buyers, 80% are not local, you got to do something else. So that this, this is my tech card. If you haven't seen this one. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Oh, so cool. this, this is, this is one of my listings. And every time I sell the listing, I swap out the photos in the back. Cool. Cool. But, you know, cool. so embrace technology. Uh, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of augmented reality, which people it's might coming. understand. It's here. But yeah. Virtual reality is easy. The scans, but it's, what do you do? You know, using a Matterport or, or a Samsung Gear 360, it's not the magic bullet at all. It's what you do with it that makes the magic. All these other things are just tools. Well, Nick, um, thank you so much for sharing all the great advice and all the great tech tools. And uh, we love Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, maybe one day. That's kind of like the peak of the pyramid. Um, well, he, he just had his first event down here uh, just the same week as we were at Inman. And uh, Jeff Lobb was down there speaking. And it was amazing. And so it's Agent 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got his next one. I mean, they're already working on it for next year. Wow. Didn't Pretty Rhett neat. speak at that? No, Didn't Mike. Rhett? I, th I think he just posted something or like he got he invited to it. Uh, he Rhett spoke Harmon? somewhere. I don't think he spoke. In Orlando? No, no, this is in Miami. They, they rented uh, the Dolphin Stadium. My bad. Marlin Stadium. Oh, Marlin yeah, Stadium. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw some other guys from my office too. That was like when, in, in January? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, they literally rented out the stadium. And he had there was breakout sessions in all the different club yep. rooms, and um, you walked out through the um, through the player hallway to get out to the field, and the main stage is on the field. I mean, man, it was so cool. Yeah. You know, so no, I did like see that. some pictures of that. There's a guy yeah. Tyler back from my. Uh, I would love Mark. to do breakout sessions with Gary Vee. I mean, the guy just blows my mind. So I think something like that yeah. would definitely be a goal of mine. And that's gonna be that's gonna be Nick Quay part two when we have you back on. We're gonna be like, hey, dude, spill the freaking beans. What did y'all talk about? And that's going to be awesome. But, hey, Nick, thank you so much for coming on today. I'd love for you just to quickly give yourself a shout-out. You know, tell us where to find you, uh, how people sure. that are watching the uh, the podcast can connect with you, whether it's cell phone or email, and where they can find you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that. Okay. Well, um, one of the best ways to find me, if you want to see my lifestyle, a lot of it's on Facebook. You can look at Nick Tiger Quay. Um, you'll see the guy with the bow tie on paddleboard. Guess who that is? And another way is at luxury real estate for sale. So the at sign luxury real estate for sale. That's my Instagram, and it's also my Facebook business page. You're a genius. Um, and forget that, that. Yeah, thanks. So <laughs> um, I will not connect with realtors on LinkedIn because, and maybe you might not know this, some of the listeners. 
on LinkedIn, when you connect with someone, you can see all of their contacts. So what I've had happen to me is I had a realtor on LinkedIn, and then within a couple of days, I'm getting calls from my government contacts in DC. I grew up in a government family. There's some guys that work at the White House, Pentagon, other places, and they're like, oh, hey, some so-and-so just added me on, on LinkedIn. Was that the person at your barbecue that I met a few months ago? And I'm like, you know what? No, you've never met her. And I had that happen to me. So after that, I made a rule. Hmm. Um, unless you're on my team, sorry, guys. <laughs> Great tech tip. I like that. Well, it, it, let me tell you. So anyway, but I will add you to my personal Facebook. I'll add you, you I'll follow you back. I'll interact with you. I'll like all your stuff. And um, my YouTube channel, you can also look at Nick Quay Real Estate Group. And I'm pretty active on there. It's more like listings and lifestyle stuff. But yeah, I post different content on different places. If you yeah. read the book I mentioned, Jab, Jab, Right Hook, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And yeah. learn the native language and follow me and I'll follow you back. Yeah, dude, we'll add all that in the show notes. And Nick, thank you again. That's the last thing I want to add. I thought about this. So you asked how to contact me, email. Um, what is your email address? You listening, watching, tell me, say it out loud, right? Is it Bobby the Realtor at gmail.com? Is it, you know, Chrissy DJ 49 at gmail.com or any of that stuff? It shouldn't be. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Don't do it. Mine is <laughs> Nick at nickquay.com. Guess what happens when you Google me? All of my photos pop up, my listings pop up, all kinds of other stuff pop up. But it's really easy to find. And it blows me away that somebody at such a big company like Sotheby's even or whatever, you don't have to use your corporate email. You want to you want to keep your privacy. But for crying out loud, buy the damn domain name that's your name. And if it's right. something like, I don't know, uh, Bob Smith, well, maybe it's Bob Smith, Amy Beach. So then it's Bob at Bob Smith, Amy Beach. The point is, buy Dan Smith. Email. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. We went over that with him. Yeah, buy Dan Smith. Yeah, but anyway, so whether it's one at this or whatever it is, get it. And mine is nick at nickquay.com. So it's N-I-C-K at N-I-C-K-Q-A. I need some coffee. N-I-C-K-Q-A-Y.com. Right, That's it. Thank you guys so much for being on today. Uh, thank you guys for watching the podcast. Make sure to reach out to Nick. Give him some love. If you guys have referrals from Miami and the surrounding area, awesome. yeah. make sure you connect with Nick first. First, first, first. Thank you. Uh, we thank you so much. And until next time, we shall connect you guys next time. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think next time should be in Miami. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Sitting on the beach. <laughs> <laughs>